Hello, hello. Uh, this is the Thoughtful Edge podcast, and this is the episode number five. I'm uh, Dmitry Savchenko, the host, and uh, today we are going to talk about the Google Ads. Uh, since uh, we are working in the ad tech space and working with the marketing and uh, technologies related to that, today is my guest, Igor Ivitsky, one of the leading world expert in the Google Ads. And we are going to talk about those amazing technologies and uh, uh, amazing space uh, which Google Ads offers us. So Google, uh, so Igor, could oh, you Google. please... Okay, Google. I'm <laughs> okay, <from>. Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Thank sorry. You, <laughs> <invitation>. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can call me Google. You can, okay, yeah, makes sense. Makes total sense. As we already mentioned, like you're an expert and you're almost Google. So nevertheless, Igor, could you please introduce yourself? Tell us about your expertise and about your experience. Mm, yes, hello to all. So I'm from Ukraine, basically, and uh, a year ago I relocated to the United Kingdom. Uh, I am uh, owner of the most significant Google Ads online school in Ukrainian and Russian uh, segment of the internet. And uh, recently I started my new, I would say, new path in my life in the United Kingdom in um, English language uh, market, and uh, now I work with uh, not many uh, ads clients, but uh, with pretty pretty big clients. So uh, some total amount of spending on Google Ads of my clients is near 13, 14 million dollars per year. Sorry, per month, not per year. Per month, 13, 14 uh, uh, million dollars per month. Yep. And uh, my background, I'm a PhD in math, in uh, math modeling. And I'm former professor, a young scientist of a year in Ukraine. And uh, my scientific backgrounds give me the opportunity to, uh, to look deeper into Google Ads algorithms and to understand at the more ground level how it actually works. Wow, wow, yeah, that's impressive. Those multi-million budgets, they always... Something that uh, one can perceive as a hard thing to manage, but like Igor really uh, cracked that and understood how to better do that. Uh, And like, I have a first question for you. Uh, what are the some biggest trends uh, you are seeing in the digital advertising right now, and uh, particularly with respect to the big media budgets? Because, like, per my experience working at Kines and with the media agencies, I see that, uh, like, there are just like to manage the big budget, we just need more people. Uh, we just we just need to scale respectively, like hire hire, hire a huge team and uh, uh, like have all those processes for distributing or managing them uh, successfully. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, so in general, uh, the biggest trends that I can see, first of all, is uh, using the maximum amount of data that we can collect. So now like uh, the rise of geolocation services, micro-targeting, uh, for example, in one project, uh, we use system based on open Wi-Fi access point. 
so we can uh, we know where exactly um, locate every Wi-Fi point, access point, and we can know like a, just like general example. If uh, somebody connect to Wi-Fi near this place, so uh, very uh, we can expect that this human uh, visit to, for example, Selfridge's shop. And in future, we can show to him or to her, to, to this person, uh, advertising of another luxury brands, for example. Uh, also, it's interesting that you mention that like uh, when we speak about big budgets, uh, we need to scale our team as well. But uh, on my experience, uh, when I worked with 10 times, even not 10, even 100 times less budgets five years ago. So when fi five years ago, I worked with budgets like uh, 200,000 uh, dollars per year, per month, and so on. And uh, I had a much bigger team than now because a lot of work that previously uh, did by human, now we can do by not artificial intelligence, but by math models, by algorithms. For example, one of the like most, I would say, hard work in search advertising is like to investigate keywords, search terms, queries, find negative keywords, and so on. And previously, my team spent a lot of time just to just to look at thousands of search terms and find some negatives from this from this incredibly big list. And there was always a place for human mistake. For example, uh, one of the biggest mistake in my memory, uh, it was not my team, but I was an auditor of this account. And uh, the company, it was producer of the unmanned aerial vehicle for agricultural, military, and so on. So a pretty big company. And uh, the person who checked these keywords, he doesn't didn't know that uh, the main keyword UAC abbreviation it's abbreviation from unmanned aerial vehicle and he added word unmanned to negative list like unmanned what does it mean I don't know what what does it mean unmanned I will add it to negative list and after this uh, they uh, felt several months like uh, very incredible drop in productivity and efficiency and they invited me uh, to check the problem and i found found out this this problem and this is very good explanation how we can um, have a big problems in overall strategy just because of small mistakes of uh, uh, junior position Specialist, but now uh, I use uh, a lot of automatization, a lot of scripts for automa to automate this process. For example, uh, I think last one year I even 
didn't pay attention to search. I, I pay attention to search terms in search uh, ads for big uh, budgets, but um, usually I use uh, another approach when I collect all uh, search terms, create uh, ngram. Ngram is like um, I uh, separate each words to ngram, and now. And so at the second step, I calculate uh, by the math model, like uh, how much money this n-gram will, uh, will give me if it will consist to several search, uh, in several keywords and several search terms. And after this, I can like with math precise, determine exactly which uh, negative words I should exclude. And uh, for my surprise, uh, the very famous, you know, negative words like uh, free, download, uh, very often not worth to exclude because even people who look at something free uh, can pay and pay a very huge amount of money, especially if we speak about B2C segment. Nice, nice. No, that's very impressive. And especially at those parts when uh, like you just leverage technology to automate processes and uh, uh, do some stuff less error prone, like avoiding mistakes and uh, uh, ensuring that everything goes as planned. And you also mentioned that you are using some scripts. Are you doing those scripts yourself or uh, uh, how you do that? Like for me as an engineer, like it's a very interesting question to know so the answer yeah, before. I can do it, definitely. I'm former programmer. I'm former uh, programming informatics uh, teacher in the university. I'm professor of computer sciences, so I can do it, of course. But... Uh, for me, several, yeah, and previously I uh, wrote these uh, scripts by myself, but I realized several years ago that, like, uh, for me, it's more, I can find more competitive and interesting for me stuff than just writing the code. So I have a code writer, a developer who make it for me. Okay, okay, sounds good. Thank you. And, um, uh... Uh, if we are moving further, uh, and uh, my next question is uh, definitely about the, how you determine the appropriate level of investments in Google Ads uh, or any other digital advertising channel, uh, giving like the overall marketing goals and budget constraints that the client might have. Yeah, so... Uh... In this case, I also use my scientific background because when I uh, came to this market, I found found out that a lot of agencies use like a, you know uh, randomly approach like how much money should we spend on Google Ads? Uh, let me see. Like estimation, a, doing yeah, estimation. Yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should use a lot of money. Okay, let's let's work together. Uh, but uh, I'm used to quite another approach. So first of all, I built a math model, mathematical model for the path of client, of typical client, like uh, what steps should should he do, should he does before he pay money, first time, second, and so on. Then I determine the boundary condition, like what KPI do you need? Uh, what budget do you have? 
like boundaries. And uh, after this, uh, I uh, usually find some parameters that unknown, that still unknown parameters, like conversion rate in this landing in, uh, for this audience, like cost per conversion, like uh, cost per acquisition, and so on. And now, uh, and at the next step, we uh, do an experiment with small budgets just to determine these unknown parameters in real life. Mm. Instead of just put random numbers, like uh, <laughs> I hear the, an approach when, like, uh, you, what should we what should we do if we don't know the conversion rate on this landing? Just put eight percent. Why eight? Because it's average. You know, it's like a, what's the average temperature of a patient in hospital? Thirty six and six. Yeah, because yeah. last time we had five, and now we hope that it would be bigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but uh, I prefer just uh, do a small, uh, small budget test, and we definitely determine these parameters. And uh, at the last step, I usually use the path of continuous improvement uh, when um, I think widely that only Google Ads and try to improve at least by 10% uh, efficiency on each step. And we know if, we, if, for example, we have a first step and we can increase by 10% on each step efficiency, we will have 1.5 times more in general income. So 150% in general. Nice. Nice. Now, like the way of uh, uh, applying scientific methods and research and uh, marketing is uh, was also uh, interesting, and I was also always excited to hear about that more and more. And uh, and how do you ensure that the clients' uh, campaigns are making the are making the most of the latest AI uh, and machine learning technologies? Uh, are you involving the automated bidding, any kind of ad optimizations, uh, some budget reallocations between campaigns? So, um, again, I use a well-known uh, approach in math world. It's like it, it called continuous test with verification of control group. When you always use at least two campaigns, ads campaigns, working uh, that works with different settings for each region of product. So for example, uh, this campaign you set, set up for like a um, audience-based uh, approach and this campaign you divide by products. And when you overlay and overlap this uh, data obtaining from these two type of campaigns, the results, uh, you can understand uh, like a three-dimensional picture how it works in general, and uh, usually I try to use as more experiments as I can. So, uh, firstly, just before uh, create a new campaign, I like speak with myself, like, okay, what, uh, how. What my experience says about um, how it should work, I don't definitely know how artificial intelligence in Google works. 
Moreover, it was different for different clients, for different markets, for different uh, months, for different for different so, random so, parameters. Would you say it's evolving throughout the time as well? What? Would you say it is changing throughout the time? Yes, yes, yes. It's very changing. So I just generate some ideas and run as much experiments, as much tests as I can. Usually it's around 50 or even 60 tests at the moment. Mm. So it's kind of A-B testing, but like... Yeah, 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 yeah. With control group. Yeah, at, at the bigger scale. Yeah, yeah, that sounds exciting as well. And uh, definitely, how you can make any assumptions if you if you don't have any data, and having more data just allows you to uh, get more optimal results and more successful uh, marketing campaign, campaigns. Yeah, at the end. I use a like, fast scaling approach when I just uh, start from small amount of audience in small region and i expand this approach even if for one project i expanded from one region uh in four days to all around the world in 16 languages four days like uh, because we obtained the data very fast and we have a, had an ability to scale incredibly fast mm. I see. I see. Okay, and if we had, if we started to talk about uh, uh, audience targeting and uh, with all that concerns about data privacy on the rise and uh, all the regulations that we see as GDPR, CCPA in California and uh, in other states as well, uh, how are you working to balance the need to uh, effectively targeting and personalization with the need to respect users' privacy and data security? I would say now it's one of the biggest headache for a lot, for, for a whole our industry. But uh, in my opinion, it's headache of uh, platforms, uh, of ads platforms. So it, in my case, it's a headache of Google Ads. I just, um, I just use the best practice of using this platform so, for example, in Google Ads, you can't collect the data that can determine user precisely. Like, uh, you can obtain the data about uh, uh, where he came from, how many times he touched our ads, uh, his behavioral or our, on our website, uh, and so on. But uh, ID... Uh, identificators are randomized, so we can't uh, predict a specific person. We can only see on general landscape how it works. So, in my opinion, like um, mm, I definitely can't uh, can't change the approach that Google Ads allows us to use uh, with helps of audience of another types of targeting, contextual targeting, and so on. So I just use their uh, tools and believe that uh, these tools already respect data of personality. Yeah, makes sense. And I only can confirm that Google is uh, really uh, like very deep into taking care about the 
data privacy and uh, access to the personal identification information. Like we at Kinesa build some integrations with the Google and some other different platforms as well. And like sometimes it makes our integrations more complicated than they get used to be because of those regulations. They don't allow you to see the user ID, the PI. They like inventing different mechanisms that would prevent like any kind of person to access that data at all. And then uh, getting more and more hard to work with this uh, kind of information and uh, this kind of data. Okay, so uh, what do you see as the biggest potential risks and rewards of incorporating AI into marketing and advertising? And uh, how you help, how are you helping your clients to navigate those issues? Like we've seen multiple examples where like in the recent years when the AI was uh, doing something crazy while trying to advertise some of the products on the Facebook or Google or uh, on some other platforms as well. So uh, in general, I do not see any risks as long as it is done thoughtfully. So you can't trust artificial intelligence uh, in 100%. I... I saw, uh, I have seen several attempts to simply like uh, turn on automatic strategy, set a budget and go and like, uh, let's add it with uh, how Google Ads pro can do it for us. But uh, the result always is just a waste of money. Uh, I usually uh, say to the, after the attempts like this, I usually say like, it would be more efficient to just burn this money, at least we receive warmly, <laughs> warm and so on. So uh, as for me, artificial intelligence in every platform, it's like a sniffer dog. As long as you give it the right guidance, it will look for you the best clients in the market. But as soon as you let go of the leash, it will run away. It will run away with your money. It's like a sniffer dog. You should, uh, right? Like you know, the approach. Always uh, control. Always. Yeah. Be always in control, control of what is going on. Yeah. Gives the ability to find, but control how it, how it uh, works for you, uh, and uh, for the benefits, I think this incredible era. Artificial intelligence can present customers who have never even looked for your product as show and show ads to these persons exactly at the right time. I have a very good example in from my own advertising. I run an ads for my online school, and uh, previously I used Target for like a uh, did very precise keywords like uh, Google Ads course, courses, Google Ads education, how to set up Google Ads. But several years ago, I first tried uh, like give uh, ability for Google Ads to find me as many as many potential students as it can, and I found out that Google Ads found for me. I think at this month, 20 times more students 
and with absolutely unexpected for me search terms like search terms for example i i very good remember the search term because after um, after the search term term uh, this user bought my course and write to me like igor you teach us that we should look precisely at uh, keywords but i fi- found you with search name facebook blocked my business manager what should i do and google showed me like a uh, google at school of igorovitsky why you use like facebook it's not your target and i said to him like yeah this is not my keyword but you are my audience yeah we call it uh long tail terms so unexpected for example if you need for uh, i don't know uh, service of polishing your, of polish your car you can previously search for a lot of scratches on the car what i should to do how to do it by myself okay man look at this <laughs> wow wow yeah that's that's impressive and uh, yeah and all of the latest uh uh like technologies that are being released now on the market, all this AI stuff, uh, ChatGPT, and some uh, some other software that allows you to do those crazy stuff that were just unimaginable, like even a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, one, one guy asked me, like Igor, how Google knows that I should see ads of this restaurant, of this pretty posh restaurant, luxury restaurant in the center of Kiev. I said, like, uh, how Google knows that uh, I'm a potential client of this restaurant? So I I asked him, like, uh, uh, what application uh, are you used for navigating uh, when you drive around the key? Google Maps. That's why, because Google <laughs> Google Google can see the, uh, what what exactly places in this city you. Visited visit and most, yeah. Where the, do you live? Yeah, like, where do you work? Of these places, <laughs> that's why. Nice, nice. And uh, if you're talking about those new technologies, new uh, achievements, and new products on the market, uh, how do you work to stay up to date with the latest developments in digital advertising and the ad tech in general? So, I regularly attend a lot of conferences. And uh, the most interesting is that not uh, I carefully listen not speeches on the stage, but communication behind the stage, uh, because in my experience you can learn a lot from people months before it gets posted on an industry blogs, on social media, on some YouTube channels, and so on. So I'm uh, really communicating communicative person and uh, I really enjoy to find new people to speak with them to share my ideas with them to carefully listen about their ideas and uh, uh, I would say that is if we want to really to be up to date we should uh, attend as many conferences as we can Oh, nice. Yeah, this is a good source of information. And can you provide any tips of, uh, like, you come to the conference, what do you do? Like, how how you talk to all those people? Uh, so, usually, as for me, the best, uh, the best time to start conversation during the lunch, 
when uh, all of us uh, just eat and you just sit down near some interesting person and like oh tasty meat isn't it uh, and <laughs> like you know something absolutely um, uh, say something absolutely like a uh, unexpected and after this i find out a very interesting approach when you uh, use some for example if it's conference about advertising and uh, i usually provide some interesting case like uh, for just for start start conversation like a case from my practice with uh, funny results like humor humor is the start of all <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just some anecdotes related to uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, topic of the conference or uh, something from your experiences definitely will open up, up almost everyone. And, uh, yeah. And you after laughing, usually people. Yeah. You'll definitely get uh, more out of that conversation and out of that uh, person. Nice, nice. Yeah, those tips are uh, how to expand your network is just invaluable. And uh, so we are coming to the end uh, of our interview. I have only one last question uh, about the future of the digital advertising and uh, how do you see it and uh, how do you see industry evolution over the next several years? So I would say now we have a time when if or you change or you die. So it's regarded agencies, regarding, regarded experts, regarding product companies. So all the approaches, including approach how to build the structure, for example, of uh, department of, uh, uh, of demand or of agency, no longer works. So one person with the right mindset now can replace an entire team because, uh, because as for me, it's just my opinion, one of the most important things in advertising now is risk tolerance, the desire and ability to take risks and test come, come out on top. So, uh, for example, my most effective projects took off because of the risk I took doing unusual tests, unexpected tests, like crazy tests. And nobody else can, usually nobody else, especially the average employee of the company, can definitely can't take this risk because it's like... You know, yeah, no. because he will have the guide rails, he will have regulations, he will have yes. the approval it's, process and uh, yes. it is yeah, it's a lot of bureaucracy. Second, usually, these employees never spend their own money on advertising. They, do, they exactly doesn't know how to spend, for example, I have experience when in one day, 1st January, I wasted near $10,000 several years ago just because I made a mistake in setup of my campaign, my own campaign. And uh, while, while the others, as we say, were, were talking carefully, deliberate steps, I simply overtook them at the turn and speed away with uh, ability to take risk. Nice, nice. Yeah, and... Uh... 
By the way, you mentioned several times uh, some courses that you uh, uh, that you have on uh, on the internet. Could you please tell us about them? Yeah, so it's my uh, already fourth edition of my courses in English. It's uh, now it's course only in Russian and Ukrainian languages. It's uh, Google Magic 4.0 now, and I think in two months, uh, near May, I will uh, create an English vers version of this course. Uh, the main advantage of this course, this course created by entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. So it course not for freelancers, not for employees, not for people who uh, like create ads for another ones, it's course for entrepreneurial minds for people with entrepreneurial mindset who run their own projects who run their own companies so for for persons who for whom first of all their time because uh, like uh, my approach i give only necessary knowledge information uh, the point the most uh, the most critical point of growth of your ads. Necessary minimum to achieve the maximum success. Yes, yes. Yeah, sounds good. All once right, you will have this, once you have this translated, let us know. We will like post it everywhere as well. Okay, Igor, thank you so much for uh, joining me today for this uh, interesting conversation, and uh, have a good rest of your day, and uh, see you everybody later. Thank you, Mitra. I really enjoyed our conversation. See you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.